0: To catch.
1: I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst.
0: <laughs> I'm Georgia Down. I'm a psychotherapist.
1: Who's playing Pokemon Go right now?
0: <laughs> yep. Instead of starting the show. <laughs> no, I'm starting the show. Also. <laughs> I thought I thought you
1: escaped Pokemon Go. You were my I idol. Did. You were my inspiration.
0: I got sucked back in. Uh,
1: all right. So who are you, first of all?
0: I'm a psychotherapist, I'm Georgia Dow.
1: Okay, and in this show, it's where, what happens? I'm so confused now.
0: It's where technology and psych- psychology crash into crash, a giant explosion. DNA
1: Digivolve, in right. Di- wait, no, that's Digimon, that's not Pokemon. Wrong one,
0: wrong one. They're gonna I be all of, angry at I maybe. preferred
1: Digimon when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, because Pokemon was kind of, like the the cards and the collecting was awesome, but the anime were not good. I'm right. sorry, I don't mean to offend you, but the show was not good. They put very like, Ash never learned anything from like situation, situation, but on the Digimon, it was like, I'm stuck in a dark tunnel and I thought that'd be endless and alone, but now I realize that my friends are with me and I'll never truly be alone, and that would like unlock the power <laughs> of Digi-evolution or something. I
0: like that. I think yeah. that, that that gives me shivers, actually. <laughs> I think that that's yeah. so true to life.
1: Or like Gatomon gave her life to, to save her train, but then fa- she found spoilers? out that she was actually Angiwomon.
0: This was like 20 years ago. It's 20 years spoilers. Ah, uh,
1: no, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, Is
0: there too much of this? No, it, Is there too much?
1: It's it could it be. Too it's a, it's a no, it's just it's updating. It's It's, it's updating? Yeah plug in
0: technology no it's like
1: it always wants it's like this continual stress and tension between do I update now or do I finish working now but will I ever finish working
0: I did a conference just recently talking about so I did a conference I go to do this conference which is thank you so much for inviting me to do the conference on upgrade anxiety I go to it was on anxiety um, anxiety technology the world today and so I go to do the conference I go there and then it updates it chooses to update in the middle of the conference I'm like oh my god I'm so late I'm sending all of these emails back and forth and then I realize it's okay because I got the time wrong. Oh. <laughs> so I was three hours early. The
1: human failure protecting you from the technological failure is exactly. always my favorite.
0: Exactly. So I won and lost at the same time.
1: So on this on today's show, on this show, we're gonna be talking about some of the concerns around privacy and security with the rumored upcoming Apple tags. Also, Google getting out of the cookie business, but does that just mean they're getting into the crack business? Um, and then, as usual, our bonus contact content bonus topic, available exclusively on Nebula for all of you watching us on Nebula right now or listening to us on Nebula because we go both ways. Yes. The audio and the video.
0: Exactly. Were
1: you looking at my shirt?
0: I was looking at your shirt.
1: <laughs> it's my, my, uh, my YouTube shirt. We, if We finally got them in. Cynicism does not equal intelligence. There we go. Yeah, I believe that. I believe the world is too cynical and we can be optimistic about it.
0: Yeah, optimistic about cynicism.
1: Uh, Yes, negativity is not honesty. I'm going to get that off my chest too. That's true. Yes. All right, so Apple tags. It is
0: on your chest though.
1: Darn it. (laughs) Hashtag Georgia wins. I hate it. All right, so Apple tags are supposedly finally coming out after being delayed over a year and a half, 18 months from when they were first... Rumored and we started seeing signs of them with things like the u1 chip in the iPhone 11 and Apple not really explaining why it was there Oh, you can you can airdrop specifically now. We're like, okay, Apple
0: (laughs) Everyone (laughs) believes you. Yeah
1: Um, But now I just think it's
0: a tease just to troll me though
1: But now they think it's coming out and there's more signs of it in the latest iOS beta including a pop-up that says there's an unknown Apple tag or Apple tracker on you like do you want to hide your location and people are figuring because there are concerns about uh, cyber stalking with this or or location stalking and i do want to recognize that there is some aspect of sensationalism to this because there has been tile on the market for years people in tv shows drop their cell phones in other people's cars there's actual infosec grade like opsec operational intelligence stuff you can buy from like uh, stores where you wanna surveil people. Yep. Like it's consumer available we've stuff. We've seen
0: all the TV shows. Yeah,
1: we've seen all of this. But when you put Apple on the product, it gets a lot of attention. And yes, sometimes I think it's like they do it in a bad way and they scare people. But I also think we need to be informed about this stuff. And Apple is a huge magnifying glass that at least forces everyone to talk about it, existing products or not.
0: Yes, the cool thing about this though, is that it's going to tell you if a different device, not just an Apple device, is tracking you. Sort of. Oh.
1: Sort of. Mm. Well, there's a lot of things. Mm. Like there's a lot of kind of sort of there. Like, Apple doesn't have the information about other devices that they have about their own. So maybe they'll know, maybe they won't. But also, let's say you're using an Android phone, and I drop an Apple tag on you, the Android phone's not going to know about the Apple tag. Like, maybe you'll see it if you open up your Bluetooth and look for Bluetooth points around you. But yeah. there's a lot of questions about, are they always active? Are they always pinging? A lot of disagreement. Some people are saying, this is terrible for privacy. And other people are saying, they're not going to go off until someone presses the button you know, to track you. So it's not like an, a constant. So there's a lot of questions about this.
0: Right, right. But I like that they are trying to say, listen, another device is following around your device. How do you feel about this?
1: So and, and so this is what my question to you is we've seen this kind of thing happen before, like with some of the accessibility features like remote listening, where you could leave an airpod somewhere and listen in on your iPhone and people are like, Oh my god, you're gonna eavesdrop. But for people with low or no hearing, it's life-changing. Yeah. And the same with some of the magnifier technology, like, oh you're gonna use it to spy on somebody. But for them, they can't see without it. Yes. And so what is what is our tension here? Like when When do we see it as a benefit, when do we see it as a threat, and how do we reconcile when it's a little bit of both?
0: Well, that's the thing, is that most technology is neither good nor evil. It is how you use this. And I think that the benefits outweigh the risks to it. Um, If someone wanted to track you, they could. So it wasn't that this is giving you a power that we did not already have. You could still be tracked. Because if someone wants to buy a track, they could buy a tracker.
1: Arguably, this is just making it cheaper and more ubiquitous.
0: It would make it easier. Yes. Fair. But really, also think about it. If someone's going to be dropping their, let's pretend that we end up with their tags. um, they're call them Apple tags the whole
1: show, I think. Were you? Yeah, I think I
0: was. Was am I the wrong one? No, I think I it is AirTags. I think I, you're right. Okay, fine. Once, one time Hashtag out of Georgia a,
1: wins. So oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: One set of a million times, I've actually said the right word in my word bins that are always mixed up. Dyslexia causes some issues, um, but like it's an expensive device. Like they have to want to really want to track you to drop a device that you're gonna see. They're not minute. They're still there, and. If it's connecting to your device, it will let you know. So yes, they could track you. Again, they could have already done that with the phone or like no one's gonna be like that's a thousand dollar, you know, you're gonna be like woohoo, free phone. Um, so it could have happened before anyways. Apple's actually going through procedures to try to make sure that you will be aware if there is a device that is not pre-connected to you that is tracking your location where it is. So it's not that they have not already thought of this. And to be able to find your child, your car, your phone, your remote control, I think that benefit is gonna be much more often used than the once in a while times that someone nefarious is going to be tracking you, which could already happen anyways. Like people can actually follow people if you really wanted to beforehand. So it's not like this is, it's making it easier, but it's not something that could not have happened before. Yeah,
1: like the tile, I mean, we, as far, I did a whole video explaining the technology of how this works, up, up to, like what we know so far, and Apple's been really good about anonymizing the process. Like there is some concern that you can breach the anonymity because you can always breach the anonymity and there will be edge cases like-
0: Especially when it's your location. Well
1: you won't, like if you're in a shopping mall and there's hundreds of Bluetooth sources, you know, it's gonna be very hard to identify anybody. If you're alone in a cornfield, like you're the only Bluetooth source, like that's the whole thing Apple has all, and we're gonna talk about them in the second segment. There are all these things like differential privacy and federated learning that try to mask you in a crowd, but when there is no crowd, you know, it's a lot harder to mask you, but also like,
0: Hiding behind a blade of grass is not exceptionally effective. But you'd
1: probably be out of Bluetooth range from anybody else at that point, and there won't be any other iPhones. Like, all these things have so many facets to it, and Apple's doing a lot. Like, if if I left my wallet somewhere and it had an AirTag in it, and you walked by, you, like, you wouldn't, unless you saw it, you wouldn't know it was there because it happens in the background. Apple with like your iPhone would detect it. It would send the location to Apple. It wouldn't say whose tag it was. It wouldn't say whose phone found it. It would create a table. And then if I, on my end say I've lost it and I log in to look it up, I'm the only one who knows which table entries are mine. So it would retrieve those for me. So there's a lot of layers of protection. And I know some people are concerned that just having a Bluetooth signal on you, like just having those RFIDs on your your passport or your credit cards, or that somebody could, like if I wanted to track someone way better than this, I'd get a $350 iPhone SE with a SIM card you know, attach it to a battery pack, put it in the back of somebody's car, and I could precisely like follow them on street, don't do this don't to anybody. Don't do this, yeah, don't yeah. do this to But anyone. I mean, like, this is what happens is in not TV shows. How,
0: this is not a how-to. No, but
1: they, they showed us on TV shows, it's you know, so it's, it's this is like fairly low-tech way of doing it. If you're and thinking of see doing
0: this, don't.
1: Everywhere, or like all those TV shows where like the parent logs into their kids' find my app to see where they are. Sometimes happen. just because they went to a party, but sometimes because they're legitimately like in danger. Yeah. So all these technologies exist and I'm happy that Apple's addressing it. I'm also happy when they get hammered in the press, as much as I feel like they're often singled out, I wish every company was hammered like this because it would make their products better. I remember with Touch ID, Apple was like hammered on Touch ID for weeks and then it turned out Samsung and HTC were leaving full quality scans of our fingerprints in a world readable directory and nobody bothered to look, pay attention or publicize it. No, no. So just no. Yeah, hammer every company, like anyone who's selling consumer electronics, Please make headlines out of them.
0: Which is the one part of Apple. But the other part is that Apple can also sometimes, because they're a company that gets so much press, lead the way on privacy and other issues that people may not be talking about. And now we're starting to talk about privacy issues and data and what data we are giving to other companies and should they have it or should they not.
1: Which leads us elegantly into our second topic. Which, oh, Georgia wins again. Hashtag, hashtag. This is is your episode. I'm just seeding this episode completely to you at this point. It's like a game of risk, and you have taken over the entire board.
0: Oh, yeah. Start off in Australia.
1: Um, So Google (laughs) has announced. risk tips. uh, Risky tips, like our previous segment. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, and how Um, to's.
1: Yeah, Google has announced that they're going to give up third party tracking across How the internet.
0: thoughtful and altruistic of them. Aww. So
1: they made this announcement previously that they're going to stop using cookies, basically third party cookies and this week they added to that saying not only they're not going to use third party uh, tracking cookies, they're not going to use or, or help develop or implement any other type of third party, similar third party tracking across the internet right what was your first f- feeling on this
0: my first feeling is like yay apple like they they threatened facebook and won I'll, I'll say it that's my feeling they threatened facebook facebook tried to put out they put out these horrible sad ads about how please give us your information no one bought it no one bought it watch the ads they're horrible and my thoughts is that like I, I was like is this the government that they were worried about or apple that they were worried about like the backlash from people because people are going to find out and know because of what happened to Facebook. And I'm like, hmm. So, your thoughts, Renee? Or were they doing this out of the kindness of their heart, no, for caring for privacy?
1: No. So, I think the reason we saw Google act the way they did and the reason so that quickly. Facebook act the way they did is that Google knows on a fundamental level not only do they not need this stuff, um, because they own like 58% of the general internet. I think it's 58%, it's 50 something percent of the general internet ad uh, business. Everything basically that's outside Google search, outside Facebook. No, but beyond that, the sort of technologies they've developed I think are are in some ways worse than what, so their whole idea is to use federate. So there's a bunch of technologies that help with privacy. One is, Differential privacy where let's say you and I were arguing about whether Star Wars and Star or Star Trek was better And we had 20 guests in the room and we wanted them to vote But nobody wanted to say their true vote because they were afraid of being judged, right? So what happens we is would have judged you. everybody writes down their real answer and then a coin gets flipped and if it lands tails all their answers get changed So that way you can never know whose answer was changed or not But statistically speaking, you know how many answers were changed so you can derive back You don't know who cast which vote, but you can still figure out who won the vote. And we all know that, you know, Star Wars or Star Trek, whatever we prefer wins in that argument. So, and federated learning uh, basically takes a whole group of people and divides them into cohorts. And so you really don't know too much about each individual, but you can ascribe characteristics to their cohort. And some people really dislike Google's approach here because we're, Previously with just the cookies, they would know, like Google would know Georgia went to this website and did this for this long, but the advertisers really wouldn't. And now because the advertisers will know what cohort you're in, they could be able to determine a whole bunch of characteristics. And the fear is like they might exclude uh, people at risk. They might figure out this cohort includes people at risk, or this cohort includes people who are easily exploited for you know, fake medicine or for gambling or for something. So Google will already have perfect information because they keep all the first party cookies. Like Facebook will have relatively, relatively perfect information because they'll have all the Facebook information and that'll let them decipher the cohorts really easily. Um, but advertisers now might have better information because they'll be able to derive more from the cohorts.
0: So that answers- Did I depress you too much? <laughs> So that states that this is not that great yet for privacy. Is that the end result? Or should I be happy? I don't know. How am I supposed to feel, Renee?
1: It's a great way for Google to hurt Facebook and a lot of the much smaller advertising companies without giving up anything of their own.
0: Yet Google stays strong.
1: But they get really good publicity. Really good publicity because it sounds like, yay, Google is making a concession for privacy. Do
0: people really believe that? I and guess this wasn't people my, do, my. Eh? This wasn't
1: entirely in my argument. This was the EFF came out with this a while ago, uh, and there's been a lot of discussion about it uh, recently as well. I think Ben Thompson's done some really good work on it. Um, but it's just no, nothing is, is as it seems. We're playing 8D chess with these companies.
0: Right. Right. And they carry all the pieces.
1: So what do you feel now about it? How do you?
0: I don't feel, I was, I was. I didn't think that it was an altruistic thing, and yay, Google, and I'm all happy about it. But I did think, yay, this is something good, and I'm more protected, and now I don't feel that way. So thank you, Renee.
1: Is it valuable to you to have ads that are more likely to show you things of interest, though?
0: No, I say no, but every once in a while, there's because I like really strange things. Like I will search sparkly for things, things sparkly or like like I want a a spinner ring that's actually with like ball bearings. Like I want a real like pew, like a roller blade spinner ring. I want one that's in my size, which is like child sized hands. And so every once in a while, I will get an ad that's like I'm like oh I that was what I've been searching for. That's so rare. And then I end up with ads that are about, I searched for something that was like therapeutic for a client or something else. And then I end up with all of those ads and I'm like, no, I don't want to see them. So no, it doesn't usually actually benefit me. I think that there are some people that like targeted ads. If they're going to be given an ad, they might as well be something that they're interested in though. Yeah, So I think some people actually care (laughs) about it. Well, how many times do you really buy something that's from an ad?
1: I'm tempted. Like some of these, oh, Insta- yeah? some of the Instagram ads. Uh, like, and I figure they just know they are able to divine such good algorithmic profiles of us. That they can serve stuff, and it's like, oh, maybe I do want this Star Wars poster or this Marvel poster. You don't. Well, you I, know, don't. I don't. I know I don't. Why I stop <laughs> myself. But you buy myself. it. No, I don't. I don't, oh, I don't, don't? Buy okay. it. But okay. I click more than I want to into okay. it, and I don't know what signal Fair. that's giving it.
0: Fair. I well, I would like to know. I would like to know if you prefer to have a targeted ad. Or do you like to have just random ads that are for whatever it might be? And probably not. If I didn't feel that it was taken from, like, I think that I would prefer targeted ads for, you know, whatever, like, I don't know, for a while I was into kites that kind of like the blow up kites that are like part air and they're huge. Of course I was. I'm like, oh, that would be so amazing to buy one. And I would love to get the biggest, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that would be cool. I think that if I did not feel that I was being taken advantage of, it was not against my will, that they were not tracking everything else. If it was only advertising that was being taken from me, I think I would prefer targeted ads instead of just a random ad for... You know, whatever, salted chips, where really I'm more into the cheesy poofs, not random the ch- acts of commerce. Yes, <laughs> I think that I would rather that. But because of everything else, it offends me.
1: So, how are we supposed to look at this? Like, how, w- w- like, you get news, you see something in the Wall Street Journal that tells you Google is going to be removing this thing that you've heard, you know, other places in tech or media that's bad for you. But, like, how are we supposed to parse this stuff and understand what's really for our benefit and what's not? Like, what is social media literacy these days?
0: Well, it's hard because it's not even taught in schools, right? Yeah. Like, so we go through it, and we're actually going to be doing a talk on social media and literacy. Um, but it's not taught. It's not taught how to look at advertising, how to be able to um, read news, to be able to understand that you know a possibly or perhaps really means nothing. So the entire article means nothing, and we're. It's it's very difficult to devise. What is truth? What seems to be an emotional connection that they're trying to drive you into something? So the psychology of it is not taught to us. The manner in which any of this works, most of us do not know. You know, but even when you explained it, most of the words, I was like, I'll just nod. I'll just nod. I'll have to watch more of Renee's videos. How do you communicate
1: that to people?
0: It's it's hard. Like, these yeah. are courses, and they're, it's, it's And then often, when I
1: make an analogy about Facebook being a restaurant where you have to eat naked and probe, people get angry at me. But, like, that's how you explain it. Apple is a gourmet restaurant where you come in and you buy an expensive meal, but you typically enjoy it. Facebook and you're closed. is you're absolutely usually closed. free. Yeah, you're always closed. They don't care if you're closed. They don't care. Like, they prefer you to be closed. They're Apple. They do. They're Apple. Facebook's want, Facebook will give you all the food you want, but you're naked and being probed. I mean, these are the things, and for some people, that's a deal. I'm not going to take that away from them. <laughs> Yes. Well, no, that's the thing like your husband said this once to me and it resonated is that, you know, we all have different levels of, of money, of cash yes. that we can exchange for. Yes. things. And for some people, an iPhone is a trivial amount of money. For some people, it's more money than they'll ever have. Right. But we're all data millionaires. We're all data billionaires. <laughs> yes. And so companies offering us things in exchange for data always seems like a good deal.
0: But that would be okay to me if we were given that knowledge base, if we were understanding of that, if it was transparent, if they followed certain laws, rules, regulations, and if they broke those rules, if we made a contract. And that's the problem is that you can't make a contract when you're in a place that you are not equal of power and knowledge. And so these companies have the goodies that they want to give to you and then they don't tell you everything. They hold all the cards. You don't read it. It's difficult to be able to read. It's pages and pages long to make it as most, as you know, uh, uh, just so many barriers to entry to be able to understand. And I don't think that that is fair if it was the other way around, I might even choose to say, you know what, they're only taking this. I, th- I believe the reasons that they're taking it for, I know that the government will come down on them if they don't in a way that would actually penalize them, not a little tiny slap on the wrist or a flick yeah. to the ear. And then I might feel comfortable and say, okay, but yeah, because well, I don't feel that way.
1: Like I think that's part of what Apple's doing now. Cause I've said for years that we're just not made aware. Like when you spend money on something, you see the cash leaving your wallet or the number go down on your bank balance or the number go up on your credit card statement. Like we have visual cues. If you wanna spend time instead of money, like I wanna build this PC from scratch, I wanna do my own Linux distro, you know, all these things, you see the seconds click away on the on the clock. Like right. if I wanna make food instead of order food, you see the time instead of the money. But for data, like, when you attach to one of these these programs, there's no visual showing like your super private photos being sucked up, you see, your personal messages exactly. being sucked like, up. Like so if you- people knew. Which is why I think those those pop-ups from Apple where it says like Facebook wants to monitor you across the web and apps are important because for a second, normally you would just hit that button and you wouldn't even think about it. But if it says, oh, in order to attach to this, they get to see every website I go to, you know, and maybe you don't want them to see every website you go to, or they get to see every app I use, and maybe you don't want them to see. Every app you're I using. don't
0: even think that that goes far enough for our understanding of what's really happening. I think that if it was, they went to see when you searched for, you know fuzzy people cuddling or something like that, that might be more of a shock to you of being like, yes. ooh, I might not or want this what, information out there. what they had there. on you. Yes. Like fuzzypeoplecuddling.com. Exactly. Like if they actually put down everywhere all the access that, say, Facebook has, all the access of, of where you've gone, what you have done, yeah. what they can infer by that. I don't think anyone would ever say yes to this because it is... It's worse than someone peeking through your win- bathroom window when you go to on the toilet. It's worse than that. It's everywhere that you go. It's in the shower next to you with yeah. little notepads. Waffle
1: well, did those ads, right, where they had the, per- like the person was in your frame doing everything with you.
0: Yeah, and yeah. that's really what's happening. And so, I don't think anyone would, I don't think that people really understand how much access, how much information, well, and and how much cases, knowledge they have.
1: It's like, you know, some people say they don't sell data, and in some cases they do sell data, in other cases they keep it for themselves, but they still have that data. And the more places that data exists, the more time, the more opportunities there are to compromise that data. And we've seen, you know, bad actors at the NSA even, you know, mis- or abusing information, people at Uber following other people around in cars. Uh, people at, at uh, with the ring doorbell, look at, like looking through. The, we've seen all these things happen, and it's very hard to guarantee they won't happen. The only way to protect the information is not to have it exist. Yes, and we should be able to control what what information about us exists.
0: And I think that people often say that. Well, then just don't use the internet, and I, that is. I think that now the internet is a utility. It's a necessity for. Almost everyone, and I think this pandemic has shown, that it needs to move from a luxury item to a utility to the same level of electricity. Yeah. And they want to play it both ways.
1: Not that weird electricity where you let some company own all your electricity and then they can turn it on and off and do horrible things with it. Or,
0: you know, raise the price, you know, a thousand percent just because they want to. Yeah. Story, like an actual utility,
1: time. like the mail gets delivered. Don't mess with the mail. Don't mess with our internet.
0: No, I, and then yeah. people need it, and that that digital divide ends up making people some people able to get certain jobs and do certain things, and other people cannot.
1: I wonder if that would be controversial. Like you had the Pony Express, and like and all, and then you had like the U.S. Post and the Canada Post Canada, all these different things. Like whether there should just be a baseline nationalized service of the internet. Of course, and then you can pay on top for like you can have a layer of private companies on top that you offer a premium super, and difference. Exact services, but just a baseline How? and that and that is protected for privacy for yes. anybody who wants to access. And it.
0: I guess I guess, you know, some people will be like, that sounds very socialistic. But there are certain things like infrastructure sets that should be Given yeah, to like we don't
1: build our own highways
0: everywhere like it shouldn't be that you you know You have to do this yeah. one foot of highway, and if not you don't have access It's like that the old same joke, thing. Like, as a fireman you don't want to say your house is on fire and they're like well You have to pay us ten thousand dollars or we're not going to well, it's like it's, put out your house
1: It's like someone wore dodgy sneakers on a plane 15 years ago And we still have to take them off and have them scanned every time we go to the airport the things that we attribute value to in our society are I'm using, to say the least. Like, I think there's certain things that you just remove them. And I don't even say that it's socialist or capitalist. It's none of those things. It's providing a baseline of utility, a building block of society, something that connects us together as people the same way the roads do. Yeah. Um, I think we're just getting to the point where. And it does where,
0: literally do that.
1: Yeah, I just I just wouldn't trust the local government or any government to make a private, <laughs> a private network. I don't know how we do that.
0: I don't know how Audit we it. do that. I don't we have know how the how we open
1: source it. community. Yes. Audit it. It oh, would be a free and open source internet network like PBS or NPR or BBC. They could have BBC, something like the
0: United Nations or the Internet.
1: Yeah, that's audited by the like the neck beardiest of glasses people.
0: The the people that really know, right? Yes. White hats, black hats, like yes. we want to just kind of everyone comes together to make sure that this is as secure as it can be and everyone has access.
1: Alright, I think we just lost every viewer we've ever had. <laughs> we went we went we went a step too far. <laughs> That's okay. We'll do that. All on five
0: of you are gone. Yes. Zero. Let now. us know what you
1: think in the comments because I'm really interested. Like, how do we how, with all these different and varying interests? And I'm keenly aware that the people who run the governments aren't that tech savvy, so I have huge concerns. And there, uh,
0: too. Star Trek or Star Wars?
1: Yeah, Star Trek. ooh, hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag Star <laughs> Trek. Now that's oh, really controversial. That's, really... that's going to cause it was us so every funny viewer.
0: <laughs>
1: hashtag Battlestar Galactica.
0: Oh. Hashtag Babylon dude, Five. Wait, oh. No, that's so easy. What? That is so easy. Oh. I'm sorry, that's easy. Uh, J. Michael Skarszewski
1: just unsubscribed from the podcast.
0: That one's an easy one.
1: Uh, hashtag Buck Rogers. <laughs> I'm doing all of them here. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, Georgia, where can people find you? On the you internet? can
0: find me on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's uh, YouTube slash Georgia Dow. Uh,
1: yeah. You got it right, and your Twitter. Right.
0: And Twitter, didn't I say Twitter? Oh, well, maybe you did. <laughs> I think I did say Twitter. Um, and you can email me at Georgia Georgia at WestmountTherapy dot com.
1: You can find me at Renee Ritchie on Twitter, uh, YouTube dot com slash Renee Ritchie. I'm just Renee Ritchie everywhere. I keep it super simple. I don't put an underscore in some of them and not in others.
0: I do not choose to. Someone is taken. I can't believe there's another I was, Georgia out there. I signed up for
1: TikTok finally, and Renee Ritchie was taken and I had to try to figure out another name, so I was asking, and Hayden Hillier Smith suggested Rene Ritchie was taken. Oh, that's cool. So that's my TikTok now, Rene Ritchie was taken.
0: That's adorable. Yeah, no that's
1: underscore, adorable. Though. Still no underscore.
0: Liam Neeson's gonna get you back. Ah, uh, ah,
1: uh, that's true. He has a certain set of skills very special set of skills. Uh, if you're listening to us on Nebula, stay tuned because we have a bonus section for you. If you are not listening to us on Nebula, you can. It is super easy, barely an inconvenience. All you have to do is go to curiositystream.com slash AppleTalk, you can sign up there and you will get both Stream and Nebula for I think it's $15 a month right now. It's ludicrously cheap. It's all the documentaries and series that CuriosityStream has in their huge library, their huge catalog. Plus everything. Oh, you have to get we still have to get Georgia Dow into Nebula. Oops. Yeah, you can find all of my videos there. You'll be able to find all of Georgia's videos there soon. soon. We have all the Apple Talk stuff there without ads, without sponsors, sometimes with bonus content, like the bonus segment we have coming up in just a second. So curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk.